1: to episode 520 of the Barcelona podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm the Hilton and the international break is over and that means Barcelona is playing again. Not only did they play again, but they picked up a tight one nothing win over Athletic Club. Before you go too far into the video, just wanna ask you, since the international break is over, if you're not subscribed to the channel for any reason, just do that quickly, it only takes a second. It's a big help on the channel and helps me get some of those sponsors that, well, you haven't seen for any bit of time here. So again, with that done, let's get into it. Five headlines from Barcelona's one nothing win over Athletic Club. Headline one is a game built to drop points. Those are three huge points against Athletic Club. Xavi missing half of his starters, and getting a winner from a 17-year-old on his debut, and I don't care what it papers over or all the bad things that we're gonna talk about even in this five headlines. There are some bad things, sure, but I've been saying about those points, and you'll hear me throughout the years even, that a poor Barcelona team this year that people can find holes and cracks in was the same one that, even though that defensive record was great last year, it was certainly last year with Barcelona winning the Liga, not the best version of FC Barcelona, yet they still won the Liga, and you can sign me up for a quote unquote poor Liga trophy every single year, year in and year out. But moving your attention to Athletic Club, there was a reason why I felt like a draw or, I mean, even a loss was more probable than a victory. Athletic Club had not lost in Liga following a FIFA break for more than three years, dating back to September of 2020. Ron Araujo wasn't starting because he arrived back late from the break. Gundawan had traveled from North America, so even with him starting, Gundawan was not to be expected to be his best, and we'll get to that in a bit. And there were five to six starters watching this game from the stands for FC Barcelona. And Athletic Club do not send the same number of internationals out on international duty, and they looked pretty healthy, about 90% healthy from what Ernesto Alvarez would like to put out there. So with Ernesto Alvarez playing against his former side, Nigo Martinez also playing against his former side on the other side. At Betaclub, they were the team that were primed, I thought, to get points, even though it was at Barcelona's home in Mons week. And you know, I think a lot of you who are poo-pooing the match for Barcelona are agreeing with me, because if not for that stoppage time in the first half kick-save by Marc-Andre Ter Stegen and a few other moments with he and Inigo Martinez, a block that didn't matter because of offside, but Inigo Martinez still in other big defensive moments. If not for those two in this game, and then Christensen and Araujo late, Yeah, certainly Barcelona would not have kept a clean sheet and Athletic Club should feel like they deserved a bit more from this game. Headline two is frontline experiment. And this is one of those where I'm going to get into the headline and it's going to feel bigger than it really is. This is the first time that Jao Felix, Fermín López, who is an attacking midfielder, I think a midfielder, not really a winger or a false nine in the way that he was playing in that first half. Fermín López is really an attacking midfielder and a high interior. So to have those three playing, and if I didn't mention Ferran Torres as a third, those two playing together in those roles for the first time this season, I just felt like, what could you possibly expect? But you do expect certain things that they weren't really delivering on, especially in that first half where there just were not enough runs in the half spaces. And yet Barcelona, as they do, they're the team that creates more chances than any other team in Europe. That first chance they got came in the 11th minute. Really simple, nice diagonal ball from Renegar Martinez. He was popping those off all evening. To Ferran Torres, the Yuri Bashish overplayed. Rough day from him. Also came out early in the first half to an injury. That allowed Torres to take on the center back. So João Feliz got himself in position and just scraped the bar. A warning shot for Athletic Club. And Barcelona, another one too. 14th minute. Balde finally delivers a dangerous cutback ball. Tremendous ball from Gundogan to get it to Balde, intended for João Felix. And the ball falls to Fermín López for the shot that was well saved by Unai Simón. And a reminder too that Unai Simón is the starting goalkeeper for the Spanish national team for a reason. Yes, Terry Stegen was the best goalkeeper in the Liga last season. Courtois had it the year before that, but this might really be Unai Simón's season to win the Zamora Trophy. As I already mentioned, and you knew it with Robert Lewandowski, not in this game, there was no traditional number nine for Barcelona. Fermi Lopez and Zhao Felix were both the center forwards, but Zhao Felix would set up a little bit more on that left wing. But we know the ball day in this system. He is the left winger. He is the left back. And I know he got those cramps in the second half that might have frustrated people, but he runs so much. Even at his age, it's a lot of running and it's a lot of defensive duties on top of being the only outlet there on the left wing. And they were trying to make things work, but it just really wasn't working. And Felix, I thought, had a really good game, though, all things considered. He actually gets fouled about half the time that he asked for. It, but in this game, you could tell he asked for it a bit too much. And the referee just started ignoring what were fouls. And obviously, he didn't get the calls that weren't fouls. And he was kind of embellishing quite a bit. Another chance, Torres' chance in the 47th minute, Felix dropping in. And he delivers a really good low and quick diagonal ball for Torres, who takes a bit too long to set it up. But still, even though it wasn't Ferran Torres' game, we know that he truly probably isn't a starter in this side the way that Shao Felix is next to Lewandowski with Rafinha. I said it for a while. If it's not Rafinha, it is Laminia Mall, who is the starter instead of Ferran Torres in a must-win one game of one, which Barcelona never see because they don't have anybody healthy all at the same time. But I think Shao Felix, I don't want it to get lost. I think there is certainly debate beginning because you're not seeing a final end product, even though he did pick up the assist here. But the effort from him in this game was almost man of the match quality, five ball recoveries, two clearances, three chances created, including the assist on the goal that I mentioned. And if Balde is the left winger, that meant Jao Felix also has to help defend. And he did just that in this game. This is a good showing from Jao Felix, whether or not there was any goal in the back of the net off his foot. Headline three is poor from Romeo and Gundogan. And this will be a kind of a quick headline because It really wasn't that bad, but it also wasn't the best. Barcelona, they were out of a defensive shape today. They were having a lot of trouble with the structure. And Xavi mentioned after the game, and I think all of us could see, Barcelona was really struggling with that press from Athletic Club. And once Athletic Club, who aren't known for their technical mastery, but still they have good players, and once some weird bounce of the ball or flick on from Athletic Club player, and Barcelona were on the back foot in transition Gabi picked up a seventh minute yellow for that. Oro Romeu picked up a 41st minute for that. And Barca midfielders taking tactical fouls in transition is going to happen. I don't blame Gabi for taking it. If anything, I praise him for keeping his head for the rest of the game and not picking up a second yellow. Oro Romeu of course, came out in the second half. So only had about 20 more minutes, but still he did not get that second yellow. But what is more worrying about the yellow that Romeu picked up late in the first is that it came off a throw-in. So as I said, it was just one little flick on. And when you have teams that are even better than Athletic Club, which with Nico Williams, who did not have his best day, Cancelo, believe it or not, I know Cancelo, you got your problems with him, and he is not a great all-around defender, yes, but he dealt with Nico Williams just fine today. Nico didn't do so well. Inaki Williams had a little more success against Balde on that opposite side, and then trying to come through the middle, nothing to it. Inaki Martinez and Christensen, and then Araujo had a pretty good day, and it was Araujo who had already come in by the time Inaki Williams moved into the center there in the second half. But still, I thought Barcelona's back line did what they had to do. But in transition, that is the concern. And Barcelona, in transition, the other way, that's why you didn't see too many counters lead to much of anything other than what I already mentioned, that 45th minute chance from Torres, from João Felix. Barcelona were just struggling with that press all around. And you didn't see much of Gavi and Gundogan and Remeu in that midfield kind of taking over and it seemed like they would hold the ball too long or they would turn into trouble. And these are those moments when you want one of them or maybe a Frankie de Jong or Pedri To, de Jong would be the one to push the ball forward and just dribble into that space in a way that Romeo and Gunneman just weren't or aren't. You know, they weren't keeping the ball and retaining the ball when that press from Athletic Club would come from behind and that second man would come over from that deeper line in the midfield. And Pedri's ball retention was also missing from this game. You needed one of those midfielders to complete that turn and get the ball off. And they did do it a plenty. Credit to Athletic Club and Nacional Valverde. They pressed for 90 minutes. And Barcelona, as I said, the silver lining here is that it ended in a clean sheet. But there were a lot of times when it might not have, especially in total shots in this game. But that ball security is an issue. This was one of Oro Romeo's worst games this season. I've seen better from him. You've seen better from him. But Gundogan and Gavi, if Oro Romeo is not on his day... And they're not really going to drop deep. Barcelona are going to have problems.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: When you think of great duos, who do you think of? Jordan and Pippen or LeBron and Dwayne Wade. I mean, I talk about basketball a lot here on this podcast, but for the Barcelona version, there's PK and Puyol, or PK and Mascherano, or the easy example of Xavi and Iniesta. And as you can hear from my voice, the perfect teammates aren't just professional athletes. It's cold season. I guess the flu and cold medicine, perfect teammates as well. But in this case, when it comes to growing your business, that's you and Shopify. <coughs> Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. To be honest, I've been doing this show long enough, and as I mentioned, it's cold and flu season, you hear it in my voice, especially during the holiday season. So whenever it comes to this business, anything that I can set up and kind of have working in the background that I know and can trust is just plugging along without my attention, those are the things that I really value at this point. So when my brain is foggy, and all I can do is manage to turn on the microphone, talk to the guest, or just talk to myself and get out a piece of content. Everything else, having that all automated or working in the background, that's been important to keeping me sane. And that's the thing about something like Shopify. What I do love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So no matter how big or small, how good of a month or how bad of a month, things are just the same working in the background. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Linen, and millions of other entrepreneurs on every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tbpod, all lowercase, Go to shopify.com slash tbpod now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash tbpod. Headline four is not taking what was given. Very much continuing on that theme of the negative ideas that I got from the structure that Barcelona were not putting out today. It was also just poor clearing, which is again, not something you expect from Barcelona. You want them to play out of the back at all times. But there were so many moments in the game Against that press, when it's going to one and Romeo and Christensen, Cancelo, and Edgar Martinez, all of them had at least one moment where I said, just hoof that thing downfield and worry about winning the ball 30 yards farther forward. I know that's what Athletic Club want you to do, but sometimes you have to also take what the other team gives you and take advantage of that. So if you see that happening and you continue to lose it on the press, then you got to put your forwards in better positions, put two of them together as to where that ball is going to be cleared. And you have to execute a little bit better than just, yeah, hoofing it to nobody, but hoof it in a direction where, let's say, Jao Felix and Fermín Lopez, two guys aren't necessarily known to win the 50-50s. But if they're both there on the ball, maybe something good can happen. Then get off to the races or you just spray that thing wide out to the right and then hope that Ferran Torres can get on it. Not every long ball has to come from those diagonal balls that Barcelona clearly were saying, this is going to be the game plan. And obviously it should be. And that's why Barcelona did have some success in this game. Athletic club were looking to defend narrow, as you can see. And then their plan was defend narrow. And we've seen it's not just athletic club, but a lot of teams have had success against Barcelona doing this way, defending narrow and then getting out to their wings. And athletic club have had success, not against Barcelona even, but against most teams this season by doing that because you have then the Williams brothers on the wings to run it, your outside backs. Also notice too that João Cancelo wasn't really tucking in so much this game. That seems to be an idea that Xavi has kind of abandoned unless you are playing a team in a low, low block and a team that doesn't necessarily have the quality that you're too worried about getting out in transition. So if Cancelo is the one who starts against Hector Dinesk, which obviously there's no other right back, so I guess he would. Hector Fort cannot play in the Champions League. He's not registered for the Champions League. Neither is Mark Zhu. But more on that in a bit. But Zhao Cancelo was staying wide, and I think this is the plan moving forward for him. 58th minute, though, he had some success going forward, makes a miracle run. Zhao Felix, Gundawan, and Fermi Lopez all get chances. Athletic Club stopped playing, waiting for the flag, and it never came. And you got to play to the final whistle. There was a number of weird times in this game where either team just kind of stopped. When the whistle wasn't being blown and they weren't playing to the final whistle. And I don't know if that means that maybe the ref's not doing as well as he should have if both teams are having moments when they were stopping to play. But it didn't seem so egregious to me that either team even felt like it was a big problem afterwards either. And with that 90 minutes of pressing from Athletic Club, Barcelona were, I mean, they were slowing down, but so were Athletic Club too. When the boys from the Basque Country were languishing in the second half it saw the introduction of Luminium All, and he thought he could have an impact against the tiring Athletic Club legs. And when the game was 0-0, I did feel at that point, so we're talking the 60th minute, Laminemal on for Emeu and Araujo on for Christensen. And even in the 64th minute when Laminemal missed wide there, I did feel like even at 0-0, people would have been frustrated. Five headlines would have been tougher to do, but a 0-0 draw would have kind of been fair to what we've seen from that match so far. 1-1, if anything, would have been fair. But I also felt like Barcelona might have had a goal in him at that point. Because it wasn't a lack of effort. It might have been a lack of structure and continuity and instruction and These are those games where you do look at Xavi if the result doesn't happen to say, hey, what more could you have done for your team? Because they were running for you and they were giving, as I mentioned with Zhao Felix, great effort. And that original front line, especially Fermin Lopez and Alejandro Baldi there on the left, Fermin Lopez had completely run out of gas by the 73rd minute. I actually saw him grab something from the sideline. And I think it was either one of those gel things or maybe just a water bottle, which I think he actually carried with him on a run. And then I saw him throw it behind the Athletic Club goal a little bit later. So they were completely gassed. That forward line, Ferran Torres and Fermi Lopez, Jaa Felix, and even the midfield, they gave you everything that they had for Xavi. And when you talk about effort, don't just look at the X's and O's and oh, but they just didn't keep the ball well, or something like that. But they were giving it everything they had, and they were fighting for that jersey and that crest. And that's really, truly, at the end of the day, what you ask for. Because if you give everything you have, even if it's not the best day at the office for a number of different players, if you give 100% effort and you're a team that does have better players, just on paper has better players, you can still get points from a game like this. Which leads us to headline five, which is La Masia to the rescue again. 79th minute, Marcus Alonso on for ball day. Mark Zhu on for Fermin Lopez, and I was told it was Mark G, so this is a pronunciation correction. It is Mark Ju moving forward. That is the Catalan pronunciation, so that's what we're going with. And now that I've already established he was on the field, now it's time to tell you that he scored. First and second touches of the ball, still just 17 years old. Mark Zhu chants in the stadium, and that's a chant, if you heard it in Montjuïc, that is built for a future star. When the announcer says Mark and everyone says "You," all in continuity, the ooh sounds are the ones that really resonate throughout the stadium. And of course, of the two syllables, that works out too. But the Mark You" chant, love it already. Hopefully you get to hear a lot more of it for the next Goodness gracious, I'm getting to feel old here, 15 years maybe, but really good pass from Inigo Martinez in for Jao Felix to set this up. And then Jao Felix ahead to Mark Zhu. So a lot of credit to Inigo Martinez. He was really good in this game and I'm glad he showed up against his former team. As I said, Jao Felix also good in this game along with Ter Stegen. Those are my standouts. And then Mark Xu, we know how he finished this one. It's a through ball in behind. Doesn't really have too much time to think about. It. I really did think that he got the ball stuck in his feet, but no, he actually got enough on it Une Simone came out, got a hand on it, but it still wasn't enough. Absolutely incredible scenes. These are the moments that I do all that work on La Masia talents, And I say, oh, this kid's 15, 16. Is that too young? Should I really be considering this? But if Xavi's considering him, then I consider him. And he's a 17-year-old who went with the Barcelona first team to Vissel Kobe last season in Japan and played that second half. And so if Xavi was already looking at him, then Yeah, that's why I look at him too, and then Kool-Aid's in totality are taking a look at him. Apparently he went from 44,000 followers on Instagram to certainly over 100,000 by the last time I checked, and maybe 200,000 by the time you're seeing this today. So the next question is, who is Mark Xu? And if you're one of the few that follow me, you might have known who he was already, but if you're the ones who only tune in for five headlines, then you probably don't know who he was. He was a local product from Graneras, just northeast of Barcelona, the city. He started as a young pup with Sant Saloni Barca. That was four, five, six-year-old football. And that is a fan club of FC Barcelona, by the way. So very local to the city. In 2013, though, so we're talking as a seven-year-old, he joined La Masia for the pre Benjamin category. And that is as early as you can enter the academy. So he was one of, we'll say, original generation players. And he has been there ever since. Which is still only 10 years, but still been there ever since. This year, he's been playing with the U19s, not even really with Barca Athletic, and that includes the UEFA Youth League, where on Wednesday, because he is not registered for the Shakhtar Donetsk first team match in the Champions League, instead, he will likely be starting for the U19s against Shakhtar Donetsk in the UA for Youth League. And with a player that young, yeah, you know there's going to be some history, so let's talk about that history he made courtesy of Mr. Chip. Having been on the field for just 34 seconds at the fastest debut goal scored by a Barca player in the League of History, And it took 94 years for that record to kind of be his in that way. And I think that that might be Mark Zhu's record for another 94 years. I just, I don't see how after 34 seconds, somebody in their very first match is gonna be able to break that one unless it happens instantly or it's a start of a game and it happens in the first 20 to 25 seconds where you see those goals scored off kickoff. That's the only way that this one gets broken. So that one is one that I think might be his for a long, long, long time. He is also the fifth youngest Barcelona goal scorer in the Liga behind Luminimol, Ansu Fati, Bojan Kirkic, and Gavi. So pretty incredible that all five of those are from the 21st century, and four of the five is from the last five seasons. That's pretty insane. And that really is that thing about the generational La Masia when the academy is needed. And it's so cliche, and Barcelona fans wax poetic. I'm almost annoyed (laughs) by it too, and I say it more than almost anybody, but it is poetic. It's one of the reasons why you're probably a Kool-Aid, and if you're a Barcelona fan, still watching these five headlines with me and, and watch these match reviews in and out because you care about the foundation of this club, and they get to, that being Barcelona, put as part of their brand that they trust in their academy, that they trust their homegrown products. They trust the kids that really do care about the badge and don't just sell out for the money this or that. Well, yeah, A lot of players sell out for the money. All the players sell out for the money. And these academy kids, if they're good enough, do get paid superstar money. Don't you worry about them. But there is something very romantic about the idea of a kid from seven years old looking at that, well, not this stadium per se, but looking at that first team and saying, someday I'm going to be on that field and I'm going to score as a member of the first team. And these are kids that dream of that. They live in their dorms with their families and they spend their whole life just dreaming of that moment. And for it to come 34 seconds in, I mean, it really does show you that's why we love football because for those moments, as cold hearted as I am, you know, I can be very stoic when I, especially when I watch the matches, but when you see his face, you are him for that moment. We're all just Mark Zhu, the 17 year old who's living his dream for just that moment, that exuberance. There is nothing like it in this sport. It's a wonderful thing. It was the third fastest debut goal in the league of history. So yeah, it really was wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. And that's why I think it was so exciting for me too. It just happened in a blink. I was excited that he was on the field and I was ready to kind of write some notes. Oh, how is he going to do in his 12 minutes of action or 15 minutes of action, whatever he was going to get. But for him to make history like this, incredible. He's also one of only eight players under the age of 18 that scored on a league of debuts. So still verified company. He was named MVP of the match, which... Yeah. I mean, why not? <laughs> that's what I said to that. Why not? Give it to him. You can see everybody wanted it for him. And Mark Xu after the game as well said Ronald Rajo was the one who gave him the most confidence to come out. So we need to get some kind of Ronald Rajo recording so I can wake up to that in my alarm clock in the morning because I think that's what we all need every morning to wake up to to get our day started the right way. I do hope we remember this game from Mark Xu more than Barcelona kind of limping to those three points. But as I said, three very, 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 I cannot stress it enough, important points. Because now with those three points, you do have just the smallest margin of error against a Real Madrid team that did drop points in El Clasico and a Real Madrid team that took care of business against Girona And Barcelona, you better do the same thing against Girona coming up in a few weeks. But you took care of business in a game that I really didn't think they were going to get points in. And those are the kind of games, I sound like a parrot, but those are the kind of games that can win you the Liga Trophy at the end of a season. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? comes from the Academy. Well, not too far, but Barca Athletic. Mark Bernal, another player along with Parker Barsi, who I think we might see with the first team once or twice this season. I don't know when. Mark Bernal is one of those like April, May, depending on what's kind of going on with Barca Athletic, what's going on with the first team and where everybody is in the league tables and things like that. But Mark Bernal with a brace today, third youngest player to score for Barca Athletic and second youngest to score a brace for Barca Athletic. So a big day for him playing as an interior with Mark Costadillo behind him. Not necessarily, a pivot this time around and kind of letting him just be a good player. And he has just been so superb, just 16. Incredible stuff, the Barcelona's doing their Academy. I can't wax poetic enough. But I think that is enough for now because with dr Denesk on Wednesday, then the podcast on Thursday, and El Classico, of course, coming up on the weekend. There is still a lot to go over here this week. And I'm gonna go back in the lab, figure all that out, and you'll hear from me sooner than later. So thanks for listening to the five headlines. You know where to find me: Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Patreon, close to the group, YouTube. Subscribing to YouTube is really helpful or leaving me a nice little good rating or review on the podcast app. Also a big, big help. Most importantly though, thanks so much for listening to the Barcelona Podcast. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. For the Barça.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.